Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer today, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened talk shows throughout the United States. 153 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in our listening audience. If you want to follow us or the broadcast or me, you can do that on Facebook at America's Healthcare Advocate. You can also do it on Instagram now. Yes, we are updating ourselves into the 20th century, I think. So we are now on Instagram. You can also follow us on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of stuff up there. Lots of stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Our summer video series is up there. We're talking about pet care, your dog, your cat in the summer. How do you prevent parvovirus? What are the other things you need to do to protect your pet during the summer? So some pretty cool videos up there with Dr. Hunhausen and myself. Um, he looks a lot better than I do, but nonetheless, uh, those are pretty good videos. They last about two or three minutes and some great information on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. As always, if you have questions, you can call operators standing by 877-385-2224. That's 877-385-2224. Or you can email me from the website. So as you know, I get a couple of hundred of those a day. As I always say, I don't answer each one of them the same day, but yes, I do answer each and every one of them. So, so that's how you get a hold of me if you have questions that we can help you with health insurance, health care, or any other issue you may have or a topic you want on the show, feel free to send me an email. All right, joining me in studio today, this is a show I've wanted to do for a long time. I have Tom Trussell, president of uh, RPS Benefits by Design, and uh, Susan Deniger, uh, senior benefits consultant at RPS BBDI. Welcome. Thank you for having Thanks, us, Gary. Gary. It only took us about six months to get him up here, but we're thrilled <laughs> to have him in the studio well, we with us. So you may recognize here. that name, Benefits by Design. That is the firm that my wife and I, Lauren, established about 20 years ago that is now part of RPS. Okay, so RPS BBDI is the new name. Um, and I wanted them to come in studio today and just talk about some of the things that they're doing. Um, you know, one of the nice things about this merger, and we put this together and we were able to do this, was the fact that the resources that, that RPS brought to the table with Tom and Sue, and, and we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff today. We're also going to talk a little bit about where they're serving people. So, you know, we've expanded that significantly. I say we because I'm still involved um, across the country. And as you listen to this, whether you're in California or you're in North Carolina or you're in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, or Amarillo, Texas, our latest affiliate, um, they can help you anywhere you may happen to be. So they're happy to do that. And uh, so welcome, guys, once again. You know, Tom, let's just kind of start off with a little bit of, um, you know, where 
you specifically, you know, we're servicing clients now across the country. A little bit about that and how that's all kind of come together. Sue's got clients in places I didn't have clients. You've got clients in places that we didn't have clients. And it's all kind of come together for a pretty cool package. Tom? Absolutely. Uh, as you said, uh, you joined the RPS uh, family. It's been just a little over a year ago now. Uh, through that same period of time, we've brought in some other partners. Uh, we've made some acquisitions of firms in other parts of the states and other parts of the country as well. We've grown significantly. And, and I think the important thing there with the growth is that we've developed expertise and new resources that we hadn't had in the past. We've got a depth of resources that we're able to bring to our clients. But as you said, Kerry, we serve clients uh, as far east as North Carolina, as far west as California. We're based out of the Midwest is, is our primary location. So we've got clients from Texas to uh, Nebraska as well. Yeah. So, you know, Sue, you're the only person I know that puts more miles on your vehicle than, than I used to put on mine. Although I, you and I have had some pretty interesting road trips, to say the <laughs> least, especially the ones to Oklahoma. Right. But, but you're, in fact, you're leaving here after the broadcast day and heading into southern Illinois. So um, you, you've got clients, you know, in Texas, you've got clients in other places as well. And the, and the point is, uh, as Tom mentioned, that, you know, we're able to bring that expertise to those specific markets and adapt it to whatever those employers may need. Exactly. And uh, the way we approach our clients' needs is that we really take a consultative approach. So we do a good job up front of getting to know our clients, finding out what their needs are. It's the old thing of we should be doing less talking and asking questions and letting our clients and our prospective clients tell us what they need and what they want. So after we do a really good job of uh, discovery and finding out what's needed, then we will put together a customized plan of action that this client can use to set up the strategy for the employee benefits program, how to best meet their uh, business needs as well as the needs of the employees. So, Tom, uh, you know, something I'm probably not all that good at is all the listening part. I was a lot better at the talking part. <laughs> but the point here is that you all are going in and sitting down with these people, and you're not trying to put a size 44 overcoat on everybody you're talking to. You're, you're doing something specific to that employer's needs. So if it's a fast food chain or if it's a hotel or if it's a manufacturer, they all have different needs and wants, Absolutely. yes? We uh our mission statement at our company is we believe in protecting the health and happiness for everyone. And we're serious uh, of that. To, for us, that means employers, uh, employers of every size from two lives to several hundred lives, employees, their family members, individuals, and seniors as well. And we've had an opportunity to, to do some rebranding and revisit what it is that we want to provide to our clients. And our focus is what we call the five C's. We focus on the five C's. And the first part of that, as Sue alluded to, is that we take a consultative approach with, with our clients. The, the solutions that we recommend should be part of a long-term strategy. And we can't make those educated recommendations without understanding and developing an in-depth understanding of the needs and the motivations of our our client. It's, it's really no different than the way one of our clients work with any other trusted advisor, whether it's uh, an investment advisor or a business coach. We want to take on the role of being a mentor to them and working with them over a long-term period of time. 
So, Sue, you know, the thing that resonates with me, what Tom just said is, and this is, this is where it's sometimes hard to get employers away from this, long-term strategy versus, um, well, what, let's talk about this year's renewal. And what we're worried about just, that's important, but jumping from one renewal to another, changing carriers, looking for different platforms, moving all over the place, that's not a long-term strategy, and it doesn't work really well, does it? No, it does not. Uh, Tom mentioned the five C's that we uh, use in our business, and one of the first ones is cost, but there are many uh, elements to cost. So a lot of times we think about just the rates. So an employer may be just looking at his rates year to year to year, but that's only part of the cost. There's also a cost to the employees on their health, a cost to the uh, company on the long term of whether they have high turnover because the benefits aren't the right fit, um, lots of different elements to that cost. And, and so when we talk about that, you know, I think one of the things that's important to understand is there are a host of strategies um, that we employ. So talk a little bit about some of those, everything from, you know, the current ACA fully insured plans to H. So go through a little bit of that um, and how we have those different opportunities to help people. Sure. I'll mention just a few. So these would be funding options. If as an employer, you've already decided that you will offer a health care plan to your employees, as an example, there are a lot of different ways to pay for that. So one of them is what we call fully insured. And with a fully insured plan, you pay a set premium to the insurance company. And then that really puts the monkey, the monkey on that insurance company's back. But win, lose, or draw, they keep your premium. Yeah. Yes, they do. So you don't get those back. That's right. They're, they're not coming back at the end of the year and saying, oh, no, we made way too much money. We'd like to give some of that back right. to you. So another alternative funding method would be what we call self-funding. And what self-funding does is it allows the employer to uh, look at his costs and budget for the expected costs and insure against the unexpected costs. So he gets to uh, look behind the curtain and see what the components are of his health care, and then he can control what he can control, but he still has insurance against the unexpected costs. So when we come back from the break, we're going to explore some of these cost-cutting measures. We're going to talk about things like pharmacy programs, direct primary care, all kinds of issues that factor into cost control. And we'll also talk about some of the other models. What are some of the other models that are out there that you may have access to? And does that mean if you have 10 employees, you have access or two or 200? Well, we'll get into that. So you get a better feel for what's available, depending on what your needs are and how it works for your company. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. you got a question, send me an email. If you've got a topic you want to hear about, send me an email. My producer today, Mr. Mark Groves, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Tom Trussell and Susan Dendiger from RPS Benefits by Design. Yes, that's the name of my company that is now part of RPS. So RPS Benefits by Design and the website, surprisingly, RPS Benefits by Design, Inc. That's the website.com. So you can go to the website, a lot of information up there, or you know the phone number, 877-385-2224. 
uh, operators are standing by. They'll take your call. They'll, the folks at RPS Benefits by Design will get back to you after the broadcast. I don't care where you are. Um, like I said, I think Sue puts more miles on her vehicle than I put on mine, at least used to. <laughs> Having said that, that means you know whether you're in Texas or in California or you're in High Point, North Carolina, or Southern Illinois, or Tulsa, Oklahoma, those are all places this company does business with, um, and they can help you uh, find something that fits your budget and also fits your needs, and that's really what they do. So so let's, let's kind of keep on track here, Sue, with what we were talking about. Let's kind of talk a little bit about um, level funding, start there, and then go from there. <clears throat> sure. Level funding is a lot like self-funding, which we just mentioned. But what it does is bring down that level of transparency so that companies that are a little bit smaller in size can take advantage of some of the features of self-funding. So with a level-funded plan, uh, behind the scenes, they're doing the same type of underwriting and they're unbundling the costs so we know a little bit of what's earmarked for claims and what's earmarked for administration. But the uh, company will put together premium equivalents or premium rates and it really walks and talks and quacks quite a bit like a fully insured plan. Employees don't even know any difference. Employees don't need to know any difference. You can have networks or reference-based pricing or any of the same cost containment measures you would have in a what you would think of as a regular fully insured plan. But with level-funded plans, uh, the companies can take into account the health of the employees. So you can answer health questions and... The idea is that if the health of your group is relatively good, your rates will be a little less than the uh, respective ACA rates would be. In addition to that, at the end of the year, uh, they'll do some more accounting kind of behind the scenes. And if your claims were less than what they had earmarked, you have the opportunity to get some of that surplus back. So that will even further lower the net cost of your health plan. You know, Tom, I remember the first year we plugged these things in. Um, and one of the greatest thrills I had was calling an employer going, uh, your renewal is about uh, three or four or five or six percent. Oh, by the way, you're getting a check back. Uh, maybe it's 16,000, 26,000. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, as Sue said earlier in the, uh, you know, on the fully insured side, you're never going to see any of that money back. Okay. But on this side of the equation, if your group has run reasonably well, yes. there's a chance to put some of that money back. And a lot, a lot of the employers took that money and plowed it back into their plan to improve their benefits. Absolutely. It, it is so frustrating for many employers and level funded is available to those employers under 50 lives that are subject to the ACA. I think we'd all prefer to buy the insurance after we've had a claim. We can't do that yet, but <laughs> no. uh, what frustrates an employer is when they know they've got a healthy group and the insurance company has done well on them. And the one thing I would say about level funding, you pay a premium every month. It's a fixed cost the way a fully insured plan would work, but without complicating it, it is a way for a small employer to participate in underwriting profits. You pay the same premium and you have an opportunity to to get a check back. In my opinion, it is a win-win. And one other thing too, from an administrative standpoint, Carrie, all those smaller employers today that have uh, age-rated programs through the ACA and the complexity of managing that, different premiums for every employee, but what Level Funded does, it reintroduces composite rates back to the deal. situation. It's, big it's fantastic. Deal. Employers love it, and you have a lot of flexibility. It's very good carriers today and administrators that we work with. So, so Sue, to that point, 
the ACA plans are community rated, which is why you have premiums all over the place. So the 56-year-old employee is paying a lot more. Let's say the employer is paying 50%, and their premium is $800 a month. The 30-year-old employee's premium is $400 a month, and they're paying $200. And so you have this big inequity, this inequality amongst the group. And as Tom said, composite rates mean Everybody gets the same rate, right? Anybody who enrolls as employee only gets the same rate. Anybody who employ, enrolls as an employee plus spouse gets the same rate as the rest of them do. And it, as Tom said, it's a huge deal for administration. And it also helps the employees see better what their benefit is, what the uh, employer is providing to them as a benefit monetarily. They can see that. And um, it's just, it's great for the uh, for the culture of the company and for really the um employees understanding what the value is that they're getting from their employer. And talk about some of the, name some of the carriers that are offering the product, because this is not like something that, you know, you've got some fly-by-night out here putting together. No. Talk about some of the folks that no, are doing al- this. No, almost all of the, what you would think of as the big carriers, the uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, United Healthcare, Humana, Aetna, Cigna, uh, those regular carriers offer a level-funded option. And then there are other companies like uh, National General, Starmark, and others who specifically just work in that level-funded market. Right, who you might not be familiar with that be name, but with, by the but, same token, Trustmark Starmark is one of the biggest carriers in the country. Yes. And at National General the same way. So what happens there is you've got companies that are specific to that space. Correct. And they may have some benefits or you know, set their plans up differently than others. The other thing that's kind of interesting, and Tom, you mentioned this, is the plans are underwritten. Well, if we submit that information to three different carriers, they don't all have the same underwriting guidelines. So we might find out the National General Plan is less money than the Aetna plan, which is less money than the Starmark plan. So it kind of gives us, uh, it's kind of like it used to be before we got into ACA from the standpoint of you have a chance to take advantage of the fact that maybe you've got a little bit younger group or maybe you've got an older group that's still pretty healthy. Well, one of the beautiful things about that, and you're you're absolutely correct, every underwriting department may look at the risk differently. Uh, The the nice thing about it is the employer has a choice in terms of who they're going to work with. Now, on on the back end, as we know, the ACA plans, uh, there have been rate increases every year since the the Uh ACA was implemented. It's possibly going to have a rate increase with a level-funded plan, but regardless of what happens, you always have the opportunity to go back to a level fund or excuse me, to an ACA plan again. And that's one of the reasons I say this is a win-win for an employer. You can only win through a level funded opportunity. And if you do get an increase on a level funded plan, at least you have a better reason why. You know that the claims were higher than expected. So at least you have some kind there's of transparency. Ju- there's transparency, yes. exactly. Well, and you've got, and, and you can and you can grab control of that and then try to make some changes. And, and that's the whole idea. So when we come back from the break, we're going to jump to another topic. Now, now we're going to talk about another model called captives, uh, and we're going to let Sue and Tom tell you about the organizations they're involved with at RPS BBDI and how that model works. It's also very different. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. The website again, RPS Benefits by Design, Inc. That's where you go to get good information. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up in this segment, folks, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to kind of now dive into a little different topic. We're going to talk about captives. And that's where a whole bunch of employers come together and buy health insurance like Costco, Home Depot, uh, you know, those folks do who've got 30, 40, 50,000, 200,000 employees. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. If you want information on any of this stuff, I don't care if you're in Texas or you're in Oklahoma or wherever you may be. Um, if you want to chat with these folks, um, get on the phone and give them a call at 877-385-2224. Tell them a little bit about yourself. They'll have somebody reach out to you. You can also go to the website and just send them an email. It's RPS Benefits by Design, Inc., Com. It's pretty simple. Go up to the website. They've got a lot of information up there, and uh, they'll be more than happy to reach out. You might even get fortunate enough to have Sue Denninger come visit you. We'll see. <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's talk about captives because, you know, I think this is one of the most unique models that is out there. And there are a couple of, comp- of, of, of captives companies that have done this exceptionally well. The first one that pops in my head is Pareto. How big are they now, Tom? Are they over? They were about 440. When I attended the last conference year, last year, so where are they at now? Uh, Pareto today has actually three or four different programs. They've got a couple of industry-specific programs. Yeah, trucking's one of them, the isn't trucking's it? Trucking's one of them. Yeah. Uh, hospitals would be another one. Yep. Uh, their primary uh, captive, I believe, has about 700 employers in it today. That's amazing. That's the yeah. contrarian rate. Contrarian. Uh, it's fantastic. What it's really done is it's, it's given employers that have an understanding of self-funding, uh, but not quite ready to do it completely on their own to participate with a number of other like-minded employers. A lot so of other like-minded any, employers. Any insurance company is going to pool their risks. So regardless of where you're at, whether you have a fully insured program or not, you're participating with other employers. This gives you an opportunity to participate with other like-minded employers that are interested in controlling their costs, they're interesting in managing their care, and they're interesting in keeping their benefit programs affordable for a long period of time. And the track record, uh, the results with uh, programs captive such as Pareto have been fantastic. So, Sue, talk a little bit about uh, Berkeley has also got the Berkeley Hamilton, which we have employers in, as well as Pareto, where we've had employers for a long time. Talk a little bit about Berkeley and their approach. Sure. Berkeley has a similar approach. And uh, with any of these captives, what happens, as Carrie said, was that really the employers come together and they become the insurance company. So they get to run the show. And uh, whether you think about it or not, if you're in a fully insured plan, for instance, insurance companies are pooling their risk, as you mentioned. At least when you join a captive, you get to decide which pool you want to join. So you get to join the employers that are thinking the same way you are, and generally they're forward-thinking employers, which I think is very important. They're not afraid to try new ideas. They're not afraid to look at what's coming down the, the road in healthcare and healthcare cost containment. And so you are really joining with peers that think and that have the same types of goals for their employees as you do for yours. So there are two parts that I think are fascinating. And I, I always, when, when we would sit and talk with employers about that, I would say, well, why is this so different? Because you have all these levers that you can pull, um, and, and these levers allow you to start controlling costs because it's totally transparent. Um, and 
so talk a little bit about that and then and then let's talk about the fact that what you're actually doing here is improving benefits and not taking something away from somebody so talk about these levers like the prescription drug programs direct primary care those kinds of things sue sure uh, prescription pr- drug programs are an important part of healthcare in general we all hear about how the drug costs are rising and a lot of the problems that we have there i must say that for me it's really a double-edged sword because prescription drugs can also save, they do save lots of lives. So it's a, it's a balancing act. Uh, prescription drug programs that uh, Pareto and Berkeley and other captives have in place will help our clients get the right drug at the right price to the right person. So they have, as an example, Pareto has a clinical, di- uh, clinical pharmacist on board and uh, you can run your prescriptions through that person, and she will look at them and decide whether they're appropriate for the diagnoses, whether the, uh, you're getting them at the place that's most efficient cost-wise, and can also help with treatment plans to make sure that this individual is not uh, mixing up too many different prescriptions and things like that. So they really take a hands-on approach to helping their employer members manage that pharmacy spend. Yeah, and it's it, it, you know whether it's pharmacy spend or whether it's and we'll talk about reference-based pricing here in a minute. One of the things that I think separates them dramatically is there's an accountability there. Remember when we went to our first one together uh, when you first you, when you and I first got the chance to work together? One of our clients out of Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. uh, David Wickham, was called upon the stage and given an award because he had implemented all these cost control measures and improved the benefits for his. Uh, employees at their manufacturing firm. Right. You definitely do have accountability because all the employers that you have joined with together, you don't want to be the one that just completely, <laughs> you know, doesn't follow through on right. anything, doesn't take any um, initiative to try to improve costs and things like that. So you're letting down a whole group of your peers if you do that. Who you get to meet twice a year Correct. when, you go, to, when Correct. you go to the meeting. So it's really probably a pretty good idea uh, that you might want to uh, uh, be, be actively involved and do that because it makes a huge difference, Tom, you know, whether you're talking about that pharmacy program and, and most of these pharmacy programs are totally opaque. You have no idea. You know, you ask an employee, oh, what, well, what do you think you're paying for that Crest store? Oh, I'm paying $10. No, that's your copay. You're paying 110 or 170. So, it, it, you know, it, it, if you can take a, a, a generic that, that literally costs $20, that money goes back in the pocket of, of your company that allows them to provide better benefits, does it not? That is absolutely correct. So that's what you're trying to accomplish here. You're not trying to take anything away from people. Right. In essence, what winds up really happening over a period of time, Tom and Sue, is the, the cost of the employees go down. And the benefits go up. You know, we've seen countless times. And and I would say the benefits, uh, not only financial, we talk a lot about the actual cost, the dollar cost, but some of the benefit to the employees, a significant benefit to the employees, is that they would have improved health and happiness. That's That's our mission. We want to protect the health and happiness. And when the employees have better and better plans to choose from and have some of these cost containment uh, features, one of them might be uh, chronic care management, as an example. So you can get some some personal help with managing a chronic condition. Diabetes is a perfect example. A big one. A big one. And so the actual health of the employees can improve. And when we say health, we mean their physical health, which also affects their mental health, which affects their spiritual health, which affects their financial health. So it's all 
bundled together. And so the value of the plan really is is huge to the employees. So, so Tom, talk a little bit about, and this is both, I, either you can jump in here. W- one of the things that we're seeing, and, and actually we're seeing some of the carriers starting to do it, Blue Kansas City, Blue Cross of Kansas City, is actually implemented the Care program, which is, th- those are direct primary care facilities. Let's talk a little bit about how that's becoming a model that people like Pareto, um, you know, other, 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 Programs are using that now and adopting it. The the program that you're referencing with Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, SpiraCare, is what's really known as a direct primary care model. And we're excited about this because, you know, when you think about the relationship you have with a doctor or what used to take place in the past, Hmm. what a direct primary care model provides is a concierge approach to delivering medical care. So a lot of these uh, uh, direct primary care providers, you've got 24-7 access to the doctor. Here's what's really unique. Uh, You know, today, most employees or most individuals will see their doctor maybe two times a year for up to 15 minutes a visit. Under direct primary care, they see their doctors seven to nine times per year for 30 minutes up to an hour per visit and the costs go down by having a, a DPC model. Yeah, because Sue, you've actually got, you're, you're preventing things from getting out of control and not the average time, by the way, is seven and a half minutes with a primary. Oh, you're giving well, them double what the average is. It's seven and a half minutes nationally. So that's one of the big differences. I'm using Care as a model, but Pareto's got their own clinics. There are other clinic models mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it takes and controls gives you a chance to really control and help people get well and, well, and yeah. become better. Carrie, you eliminate the, with that, in that seven and a half minutes, a doctor sends you on to a specialist. They send you on to have tests run. And instead you spend time with your doctor and, and they visit with you and they diagnose the problem right there. And that's how costs go down over a long period of time. And care goes up and employee benefits go up. And that's that's one of the great ways to do it. We're going to be back after the break. We'll explore some of these other opportunities. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate. You're broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Mark Groves is our producer. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. If you want information on any of these topics, some pretty interesting stuff here, right? You know, uh, level premium, captives. You've heard a lot of different topics here. Um, go to the website, RPS Benefits by Design, Inc., Dot com. Inc. is I-N-C, by the way, not I-N-K. All right. So RPS Benefits by Design, Inc.com or call 877-385-2224. Operators are standing by. They'll take your information down and the lovely Sue Deniger or Tom will get back to you um, after the broadcast and chat with you about whatever you may need, wherever you may be. You know, there is one piece we've talked a lot about employer benefits, Tom, but, you know, one of the big uh, pillars at, at BBDI always has been in, in RPS as well is folks on Medicare, 
um, individual health insurance and those. So chat a little bit about that hasn't gone away. It's all still going on. As a matter of fact, not only has it not, not gone away, it's become a larger part of our business. And Sue had mentioned, we believe in a long-term approach uh, when it comes to planning your, your healthcare programs. Today, more than ever, individual products, Medicare, employee benefit products affect some of the same people. So let me give you a couple examples. You're an employer, you've got employees, you will have employees that approach age 65 and could age off the plan for Medicare. Well, an employer is not in the Medicare business. They're not an expert. Most employees don't understand it. They need to be provided with that education. It may be in their best interest or the employer's best interest to move on to to a Medicare product. It may not be. And and here's something that's interesting, Carrie. Up to 20% of medical costs can be attributed to individuals that go on COBRA. Yeah. There there are additional products available. That's why they stay on COBRA. (laughs) Right. Well, you're true. But there are products that are available today to, to move them off of that employer's plan, put them onto their own plan, or an employee. You've got your dependents on the plan. You have a dependent that turns age 25. There are great opportunities today with short-term catastrophic products. My daughter had an opportunity uh, when she left an employer at 25, uh, $175 a month for COBRA, and we were able to provide her with a plan that was an $80 a month premium plan. And, and the final thing I'll say about that is that just last month, the Trump uh, administration expanded the regulations for health reimbursement arrangements, HRAs. And essentially what they're doing here is they're giving an employer an opportunity to pay up to $150 a month to an individual so they have the opportunity at a, on a tax-exempt basis to go out into the individual market and and buy healthcare coverage, and they anticipate over eight hundred thousand employers will take advantage of this over a period of time. So, for young people, uh, healthy people, an employer that hasn't been able to afford a plan, this expansion of the HRA program is going to be significant. And to provide good employee benefit consultation. You've got to be able to sell individual products as well. And for folks that are chronologically challenged, like yours truly, who are on who are on Medicare, uh, that's still a strong part of everything we do. We've got about five or six different people we do. in the office now, from Joyce to Rick to you name it, that, that are experts at this stuff uh, and, and can do a great job. Well, it starts so with education. Yeah. In fact, I just I just sent it. I I think I just sent a uh, we had a call from Texas. I think that we sent over on on uh, on. Um, on the, on the Medicare side. So wherever you're at, if you need help with any of that stuff, um, 877-385-2224, still very involved in that market. As we wrap things up, we've got about three or four minutes left here, Sue. Talk about some of the other things that, that you all are doing that, you know, other resources have been brought to the table that I didn't necessarily have when we had BBDI. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and some of these, I'm, I'm going to introduce two more Cs, which would be care and concern for the employees. And so some of these are available to individuals, but also within a group plan. One of them is advocacy. And a, a really good advocate would help uh, an employee or an individual get the right kind of care, try to get out in front of it. So if the employee, if your doctor says you need a certain surgery, if you have access to a really good advocate, that advocate can take you by the hand and say, great, you need a knee replacement. We're going to help you find the facility that will give you the best value for your money. It might be lower cost, it might not be lower cost, 
but there's we have learned that there's no direct correlation between low cost Not and good all. quality. No. So a really good advocate will take you by the hand and say, okay, we're going to refer you to the facility that does however many thousands of knee replacements every year. Uh, it just happens to be that they're lower cost as well, but you're also going to get the best outcome. Yeah, with so, fewer infections, readmissions, right, right. And, and, and botched surgeries. And like you said, it's like Surgical Center of Oklahoma Correct. where they do 10,000 of these things a year. I'm making that up. I, I know they do a lot. Right. But having said that, my point is if they do that many, they're probably a little better at it than, than a hospital that's done 10 of them a year. You bet. Well, you bet. Carrie, if I could interject. You know, what we've been talking about for a few years is is helping employees become better health care consumers. And some of the plan designs today, these programs are built to help employees, but we need engaged employees. They need to understand the program and, and, and they need assistance. So uh, we've got advocacy programs. We have other programs that provide transparency in terms of cost. So if you need an MRI, you might be able to get, get it done for $3,000, or you may be able to go down the street and have it done for $500. It's so the same want, MRI. It's, it's the same, same MRI. <laughs> is it, and, and, but the difference is the hospital is not marking up on the charge master 400%. Absolutely. And this is, is an what ex, happens. this is an expense to the employee. Right. It's an expense to the employer. It impacts their costs long-term. Wellness programs have been talked about. Well, they make sense. Uh, every insurance company provides a wellness program that can be bought on a standalone basis. But at the end of the day, people that participate in wellness programs uh, experience weight loss, better health long-term, which has a direct impact, again, on health, happiness, and long-term cost reduction. It all does. And thank you both for coming in today. We've got more of these we're going to be doing as pleasure. we move through the year. It was a lot of fun. It's and great we're, to be look here, forward Gary. to getting you back in. Thanks, Sue. Thanks, thank Tom. You. Hey, thank you, Kerry. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I don't endorse companies that don't work. You know what I do. You know my reputation on this show. RPS Benefits by Design does a great job. And I suggest if you're interested and you want help, go to the website, RPS Benefits by Design, Inc., or 877-385-2224. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. America.